welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me as always is my fabulous co-host, Glenn Miller. What's going on? Ooh, I, I almost didn't quit yawning in time to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I put you to sleep like that. No, it was um, you know, the breathing so hard through all this snot. Uh, that yeah. I've had for the last couple of weeks <laughs> for some reason. I feel like uh, it's just not getting enough oxygen in my brain. I thought you were just like doing some deep breathing exercises over there. Just yeah. You know, we did that on my uh, podcast not long we ago. We did. One of our episodes, which was really yes. good. I enjoyed that. That was a good a good episode. So, so yeah. Um, man, what in the world has happened to December? It's gone. I don't even know. <laughs> wow. I mean... <laughs> Just whipped out of here. Yeah. I mean, goodness. <laughs> we were just talking, next week is Christmas Eve, and I'm like, where, where did everything go? <laughs> I know. That donkey that Mary was riding on this year is a lot faster than it has been the last few years, yeah. I think. Absolutely. That, that thing has a turbo this year. <laughs> so we're getting to Bethlehem in a hurry this Advent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Step on it, Joseph. <laughs> I need to get to the, I need to get to the stable. <laughs> Okay. Donkeys must have been bred different back then. <laughs> did you uh, did you drive like a crazy man getting Elizabeth to the hospital for or did, were y'all already there? No, we 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 induced. So we induced, yeah. yeah. Celeste, our first child, I got to drive from home to the hospital, but it was like two o'clock in the morning, so the roads were empty, and I I just let it go. <laughs> Summer was at the hospital. I mean, Barbie was already yeah. there, so um, so kind of same thing, but. You know, you always grew up with that. Oh man, I can like break all the walls yeah. whenever your wife's it's like. Having you a baby. feel like you have an excuse at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you probably still have to deal with the consequences after the fact, but yeah, I don't know. But you know, like how jazzed up you get. You're like your wife's pregnant, and you're going to a hospital who has a bed. I mean, you call them, they know you're coming. Uh-huh. Joseph, on the other hand, poor Joseph. Yeah, can't find a room. People are being <laughs> mean to him. His wife's pregnant. All he needs is a you know a room. The question, how quickly, like, did she start going into labor before they got to the manger? I don't know. Like, don't how quickly did that happen? Because it says what in the, time the way has come. Yeah, the way the story makes it sound is like they show up and then that night, here's the baby. Which is fast. That's real fast, which means she, she may have been having some contractions before they found a place to stay. You know, that's, so you ride over and you know she's uncomfortable riding on a donkey. <laughs> They're tougher back then than they are today. Although, I don't know. That's that's kind of the way uh, <laughs> my mom probably doesn't want me sharing this story. But uh, I think it was Cameron. She was pregnant with Cameron, and she was ready for Cameron to come. So uh, Dad took her on a ride on the four-wheeler. And <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, here comes Cameron. So, <laughs> so verse 6 of uh, chapter 2 of Luke says, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to a firstborn, his son. So... The time came. I don't know what that means necessarily. Yeah. If that means like her water broke, you know, two miles out of the city limits, or if she was there for 24 hours. Yeah. You know, I just don't know. Was this like the third or fourth night they were staying in the stay? You know, we don't it's know. Like we don't know. We don't know. We're assuming it all happens rather quickly, though. Yeah. So, because it kind of is how we read it, right? Yeah. So she, they didn't find a place. She found a stable. She had a baby. Shepherds came. Wise men came. Yeah. You know. Move to Egypt. That's so quickly. It sounds yeah. like it happens in three <laughs> days. <laughs> so, 
I don't know. Interesting stuff, but uh, yeah. My goodness. Hey, during uh, this time of the holiday seasons, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all of this going on, we um, we recorded this a, uh, a little bit ago with Denise Walton from RIFA mm -hmm. and had her come in and we just talked about, you know, poverty and feeding folks and helping people all here during the holiday season. And so she shares with us uh, some really great uh, stats and just some really great things about, you know, Rife is one of our big partners mm -hmm. that we, you know, we really help them a lot. They help us a lot. So um, we do a lot of good work and have for a long time with them. And so um, we've had, had her come over as one of our partners and, and uh, visit with her. She's their do kind of marketing and communications type person. And I've known Denise for a long time. Our girls went to school together and Barbie and her work together. I mean, we've we've known her for a long time. She's a, a great lady. And so we recorded this right uh, right before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were talking about it, knew we were going to re uh, release it later. So let's open up and uh, have um, Denise come in and talk to us a little bit about what's going on at RIFA. We're here today with Denise Walton from RIFA. And you're a rookie I still am. down at <laughs> yeah, Rifa, right? still learning the ropes about a year and a half in. So, but I've known Denise for a long time because our daughters went to school together. And she yeah. taught my daughters. Indeed. I think I actually ended up coaching your daughters Almost. in volleyball. Yes. So, so yeah, so we, uh, we've, uh, we've known her for a good long while. So we're glad that you are here with us. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Well, we're glad that you're here. We appreciate all that Northside Church does for RIFA. You guys are instrumental in helping us reach out with the love of Christ for our friends in well, need. Well, thank you. Thank you. We were just talking before we went on uh, on with Denise that, you know, we have a lot of folks that come by here and come to the door and needing help and stuff. And one of our things is we always refer them to RIFA, ARM, several of the other agencies in town. Absolutely. But RIFA is really the one that a lot of them are needing food or something like that, mm -hmm. rent help, all kinds of different things. So, um so when churches or other people refer down to y'all, uh, what what does that look like? What how how do you help when you know? Because people are listening to this, they maybe not they're new to town or they're new to the area or they may not even know that much about Jackson. What what is Rifa? What are their primary objectives and goals? Our primary objective at Rifa is to feed hungry people. There are a lot of organizations doing a lot of great work. A lot of our nonprofits, we are side by side. We are arm in arm doing the things to take care of our friends who just don't have everything they need. Mm -hmm. And But our primary focus is hunger. Um, Lisa Tillman is our executive director, and she's been with RIFA for 15 years. And I have heard her share this several times, and I did not know all of this. I remembered a few things, but not all of it. <laughs> when she first started with RIFA, um, they were on the on Highland, you yeah. remember, in the old building, mm -hmm. uh, where Grubbs Grocery and all that is now. That was 10 years ago. But when Lisa was there, I, re I remember we were serving in a church where they were asking women to come and meet with other women to help them through financial aid training and um, to learn how to live on a budget. There were some after-school programs for children, um, tutoring. Mm. There were lots of different things happening at RIFA at that time, and they were just trying, I think, to be all things to all people, mm. as we all want to do. Sure. And she said, after a while, um, they called that mission drift. Like, hey, what was the original purpose for Regional Interfaith Association? And it was to reach out with the love of Christ to help those in need by nourishing them physically and spiritually 
and nourishment equals food. And so she said, we just had to, at some point, let a few of those things go with other organizations who did pick those up. Yeah. But to stay focused on feeding our hungry friends and neighbors. And that is what our vision is, just to lead and engage in the fight against hunger. So primarily, that is what we do. Yeah, cool. Now, you do have, you still have the little store and we everything. We do have the so thrift store. The yes. thrift store. It's awesome. Are you a, you're a soup kitchen and feeding, but are you a, are you a food bank as well? We are for a few smaller nonprofits as well. Just, uh, that is not, you know, something that we just say, Hey, come and get food from us. But there are a few nonprofits that we partner with because we do have more access to those kind of things. Primarily when people ask me, are you going to work at, when, when I first started, are you going to work in the soup kitchen? <laughs> and I said, not exactly. Uh, that is the part of RIFA that most people know, know about. That's mm-hmm. where m- a lot of people serve. Our Sunday school classes, our church groups, youth groups, school organizations come in to serve in the soup kitchen. And I will say it is a huge part of what we do, but sure. it is just one part. But it is open seven days a week. 365 days a year mm-hmm. and there is breakfast and there is lunch every day and joe is our soup kitchen manager and our patrons know him and he knows most of them by name he knows their yeah. stories they've been together and so that continuity is very um i think it's assuring for a lot of folks it is a safe place we do have chapel available mm-hmm. before every yeah. meal so breakfast and lunch are available and then on Mondays and Thursdays, there's also a dinner meal, so an evening meal that starts at 6. Oh, okay. And um, recently, so in the past four months, I think, there's also a Sunday night meal, and that is new. So that's exciting. Love that. Wow. And every other Tuesday, and there is a schedule, but I don't have that one committed to, <laughs> to, to memory, there is a Tuesday night meal as well. Okay. But our, it's always posted. Our signs are always posted for our patrons, and they know what the Tuesday night meal. So we're at Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And so that's exciting as well. So the Sunday night thing is huge because I know y'all have a a backpack program and several things like that to get kids food at home for when they're not in school and getting the, the nutrients and stuff they need at school through their meal plans and stuff. So, so that Sunday night thing is, is that's big. It is. It's really been a, it's, it's very well attended. And I think uh, it's a church that's doing that as well. And I think it's Mm -hmm. just been a great outreach for them as well. So, and you mentioned the snack backpack and my children went to school in Gibson County. So that was not a ministry that I was familiar with, but most folks in Jackson, a lot of folks, not most, a lot Mm -hmm. of folks know about the snack backpack program is another big part of what we do. And that is, um, Every Tuesday at 10 o'clock at RIFA in the warehouse, uh, volunteers come and pack bags of food. And those are distributed on Friday mornings, every single Friday. They go out to 14 different schools here in the city of Jackson. So they're Jackson schools. And right now, our outreach coordinator shared with me, we're up to almost 1,300 every Friday. Wow. That's a big number of kids. When you say over 1,000 kids every Friday Mm -hmm. need food to get them through the weekend where we live... I'm still just taking it back. Like it's Jackson, Tennessee. We're in the South. We're in the United States. How are our children hungry? But the fact is, we know it's true. Yeah. So it just—I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Baptist, old school. So I think about mission trips and how many things we do, <laughs> and I am for that. But I'm like, people, let's not miss the folks, you know, right down the street from us. And that yeah. has just resonated with me. Um, when I first started, Rifa, I wrote. I was in the warehouse one day, and the uh, the warehouse door rolled up, and I saw a friend of mine who I did not know was part of the snack backpack program. 
I said, Brandy, what are you doing here at the back door? She said, Denise, what are you doing? And we just laughed. She said, I am here to pick up my snack backpacks for my kids. This is the highlight of my week. I may have to drag my bones out of bed to go to work every day, but I am absolutely coming to deliver. She said, it's just a big part. And so volunteers are the ones who pick up their number of backpacks assigned to their specific school. And they are faithful to deliver those. And those go through the guidance counseling program. That's great. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. We talked a little bit before we started recording. And I'd like you to share a little bit of what you were talking about. Because I think sometimes, maybe for some of us, I mean, I've, I think I've been guilty of this in various places that I've lived. That the hunger really is centered around downtown. Like it's the, it's the more areas with more poverty that have hungry people in it. And I think we really just need to peel back the curtain and say, no, that's not exactly right at all. I mean, I think that people that have lived here, I've lived in Nashville, bigger cities, et cetera. You see folks on the street who are asking for money. Um, and, and you can make a judgment on who they are and what their situations are. And you have to make a decision of what you're going to do with that. So I would be interested in hearing kind of the thought of how RIFA handles that or, or how can we help in that area. But Talk a little bit about poverty in Jackson and, and what you've kind of learned recently, right? Well, I luckily uh, was blessed to attend the Alice Conference hosted by United Way uh, last Thursday, and there were about 200 people in the room, mm. a lot of whom were involved in nonprofit work, and a lot were general public. And so it was, an, it was again, an eye-opening experience, and they have done the numbers and the data shows that in Jackson, the city... of our population are living at or below the poverty level um, who are struggling. And there is another term. A lot of folks call that the working poor. And ALICE, A-L-I-C-E, literally stands for Assets Limited Income Constrained Employed. So these are people who do have a job. They are working. And they may be right down the street from us, living in our cove, our cul-de-sac, wherever we are. But they may be one flat tire, a blowout, or a sick child away from one little emergency can set them back you know you're making it but barely and then something happens an unexpected something and you automatically become oh gosh I'm going to miss the rent I'm not going to be able to feed my children and things look different you know Mm. when we don't have reserves or we're just barely making minimum wage and these are folks who are working and that's something we just I don't I don't know that poverty knows a specific guideline you know we think we know what it looks like (laughs) right you know it can look very different yeah one out of every two 50%. That, 50%. That is a big number. It was shocking to yeah. me. Yeah. I was going to say, anybody else surprised by that? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did not realize it was quite quite that much. So. We, we've talked about COVID and the impact of that, whether it be on mental health and lots of different things, but mm. we have inflation too. For sure. Right? So the cost of living mm-hmm. to, to have a roof over your head. So we talked about apartment rates and all those kinds of things and yeah, that has a really big impact. It does. On it. Gas, the price of gas, the price of groceries for our snack backpacks. Um, it's $5.44 for each bag of food that we pack. It has nine items. Those are all kid-friendly things. But, you know, ravioli, chicken noodle soup, uh, ramen, Pop-Tarts, those kind of things are what go in that bag. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's enough for six meals and two snacks for each student over the weekend. But, again... In Jackson, Madison County, we receive Title I funding, so each child, no matter your income, is eligible for free breakfast and free lunch Monday through Friday. Mm. But things look different on the weekend, so I'm really right. grateful, you know, to be able to provide the snack backpack. It's near and dear to my heart. I'm a former teacher, and I'm a mama of three. <laughs> I cannot imagine the reality of not being able to feed my kids. I just, my, my head, my mama heart just doesn't want to get around that. I can't even imagine that. And yeah, and how well do kids learn when they're hungry? 
Absolutely. I don't do well when I'm hungry. Miss exactly Walton right. gets hangry. <laughs> you know? exactly we right. all have experienced this. Yeah. And it's not because these moms and dads don't want to be able to feed, uh, you know, afford to feed their children. So no judgment, just pick up your bag. And that is handled through the school guidance counseling. That is, you know, we trust that they know the situations. And I know our guidance counselor knew the situation yeah. of the students. And so we're grateful to be able to provide that. Those same kiddos very often are the ones, you know, we have the Bus Stop Cafe, which is another ministry. Yeah. If you've yeah. been by Rifa on Airways, you've seen the big tie-dyed looking bus. It's fun. That's called the Bus Stop Cafe. And uh, last summer, I got to ride that bus when I started training with Rifa. And it goes into nine areas of our city, the most vulnerable areas. And a lot of these are the same kiddos who receive the snack backpacks. Mm-hmm. And so every day on fall break and every day on spring break and in summer, every day, that bus rolls out to those homes and feeds them a meal, zero to 18. Anybody wow. can step on the bus and it's outfitted with little counters and cute little stools that are just <laughs> kid size. And, um, you know, the folks who are on that bus know those kids, know their stories. And it's it's neat. If you want to have a happy day, come volunteer because when the bus rolls up it's a big horn like an 18 wheeler horn almost and they blow the horn all these little kiddos come running and it is oh it's heartwarming and I had to turn around like don't cry don't cry you know (laughs) it's just it's sweet it's a sweet there's a sweet spirit of fellowship on the bus it's awesome well you know been blessed to kind of get around the world a little bit and do missions in other places of the world and you always think it's worse where you are visiting or where you're doing mission work. But when you come home and you hear stories like this and you find out that there are people who are drinking water out of swimming pools and because mm-hmm. they don't have running water in their homes and they're washing their clothes. I mean, they're, they're, we do have some food security issues yes, here. Sir. And even on y'all's website, you have, um, and well, this was 2019, and I know this has gone up. You served 518,000 meals. You've, you had 28,713 volunteer hours. You had 328,507 food pounds donated. So there is a lot of food that passes through Rifa. Absolutely. There's a lot, there's a lot of aid and assistance that does pass through, but there's still a super huge need. There is. People are hungry. I mean, we all like to eat three times a day. We could not do the work we do at Rifa without the folks who come alongside us and partner with us like Northside. I mean, you guys show up every month. There are so many folks reaching out and for the holidays as well. Mm -hmm. We all remember, hey, things we want to do, you know, for others during the holidays. We could not feed the number of people we feed without folks who donate food, who donate to the thrift store, you know, their items they drop off at the donation door. And people don't like to talk about it, but funding is a big part of that as well. We do have to keep the lights on. We have a refrigerator. We have to keep the food refrigerated. Mm -hmm. We have to keep the warehouse, you know, everything has to be temp controlled. So we do our very best. And I'm very proud of that is to be good stewards. You know, the Lord gives us what he wants us to have and we need to be good stewards with it. You have a very, very, very large refrigerator. (laughs) We do. Yes. And we're so so blessed. You know, that's pretty new. And when I I started, they had just done the big expansion and it is awesome to have that. That allows us to be able to accept donations. It would be heartbreaking to, Mm -hmm. for somebody to say, Hey, we've got this food and you don't have space for it. So we're so, so grateful. Feel so blessed for all the things there. Yeah. I remember you were talking about earlier about the little place down on the Highland. I remember that little bitty it was tiny. hut of a place. Yes. <laughs> and you're just, there you was know, so much that went through there, though. Yes, it did. Wow. So I know you're really excited to be at the, call it the new place. The new place, <laughs> yes. But it's, it's been, y'all been there, what, five or six, seven, eight years? Been ten. Yeah, ten. Yeah, it's the okay. Jackson Walk. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that it's been ten years? That's that is wild. wild. Mm-hmm. So, well, good. Um, now, we're, we're talking a little bit here, and this is coming out during the holidays, Indeed. and I know people start thinking about around Thanksgiving, about serving and you think of like turkey baskets and those kinds of things. 
Um, what are some things that, you know, the average person can do, or do y'all have some needs that happen during the holidays that people may be able to come and volunteer for? Um, I'm so, so glad you asked that. So, yeah. We call this hunger-free holidays right now. We have, um, in fact, it'll be a little bit late for this, I guess, if this goes out in December, but we have a big food drive at the Kroger University Parkway coming up this Saturday. Okay. And so we are going to have Pack the Truck. Um, we're actually not going to bring the big bus this time, but our actual RIFA truck, and it starts at 9 to 3.30 at University Parkway, Kroger. I'll be there, and then Lisa will be there in the afternoon, and we are we have a little list of things to pass out to folks. You know, it's the standard traditional items that will be on our tables for Thanksgiving, so cranberry sauce and yams and green beans and corn, those kind of items, mashed potatoes, rolls, I think it's got even a little thing, like a pack of brownies is on that list as well. The things that we're all going to probably have at Thanksgiving, we're going to put those items in a red bag. It's a, a tote bag that says Rifa on the side. And those are the bags that go out the door for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and for Christmas as well. Yeah. And so we have some folks who've already called up and said, you know, I want that list. Or let me just say this too. I, I don't go to the grocery store a lot. Shout out to Reed Walton. He does a lot of the grocery buying. <laughs> but I can scan a QR code with the best of them. And there is a QR code in case you don't have time. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just not going to make it to the store. I don't want to fight the crowd. I've got family. There's a QR code and folks can scan. It's $33. That is the cost of everything in that item. So you can scan that code for $33 and Rifle will do the shopping for you. And we're um, so grateful to be able to provide the Thanksgiving meal. You know, everybody yeah. would like to have that meal with their families. So That's we're great. very grateful for that. Well, you were one of the organizations as part of our Christmas mission, Mart. And awesome. people give, you know, cards to other people saying, hey, you were, uh, Rifa was given a gift in your honor oh, or in your neat. name. And so that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, that is a really uh, cool thing. What so, a great idea. So we'll be, you'll be receiving some gifts soon from Northside uh, that were given as gifts to other people. So that's another way people can help uh, oh, with the that. holidays as well. That's awesome. That. And say it again, the name of the program? Christmas Mission Mart. Christian Mission Mart. Oh, I love Christmas. that. Christmas. 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 Christmas Mission Mart. I love that. We do that every year, and uh, it's really a fun way to give. You know, being a teacher, you yes. know, you, you wouldn't have wanted another apple or something. Those are cute <laughs> and stuff, but, you know, if someone had brought you a card that said, you know, Miss Walton, we gave a gift to Rifa in your name, you would cherish that card. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it makes me cry talking about it. Sorry, you know who I am. That, uh, cry baby here, but oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, goodness. Well, we love our relationship with Rifa, and um, you know we've we're we're in the. What do you think about the podcast room? Isn't it amazing. It is. So it's decorated neat. with a lot of people don't realize this. It's decorated with a, several awards. It has a Rifa food kitchen. Yeah, well, soup yeah. kitchen <laughs> thing. That's that's our little bitty pantry. But <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about. But the, we have the several awards show. from um, construction, construction yes, here. Yes, sir. You know, People's Choice two years in a row. Indeed. There we were. Let me just throw back here for a couple of minutes. Before I worked at Rifa, before I knew much more about Rifa than just the soup kitchen, because my Sunday school class, Callie Horner Ah. was in my class. Yeah. And she talked so much about Northside and about construction and all the wonderful things. And I'm like, are you talking about what used to be in the... Old Hickory Mall. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, Miss Walton, but it's at the Civic Center now. And I distinctly remember all of yeah. the work that your church was doing. And she brought pictures, you know, yeah. to show afterwards. I remember thinking, that is so awesome. Who would have ever thought, you know, all these years in the future? But Callie, Callie was the head of our team for the youth for doing it. You know, she she created <laughs> this monster donut with a big bite out of it, and <laughs> it was really cool. It was. A, it's amazing so. what you can do with canned food items. I have never in my life seen anything like that. It's so cool. 
It is. Yeah, we're going to look forward to doing that again in the future. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, construction is a big piece of y'all. I know the schools have a lot of competitions and things like that. We so. just finished with construction, yes, in September. And then right after that, uh, the schools here in Jackson, USJ, JCS, Trinity. And then there were eight public schools as well did a huge, you know, they call it competition. We just say it's friendly competition, but Rifle really wins because yeah, exactly. there were sixty over 65,000 pounds of food brought in, which is great yeah. going into this quarter of the year. It's sure. the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it's it's awesome. It again, all the heroes in this town. It just yeah. it blows my mind. I wish more people could just see how the goodness. You know, we focus so much the negative and the news and all that. There are a lot of amazing oh, people is. in this there city is. with big hearts for others. And there's still a there's still a big need. So as mm-hmm. wonderful as we're doing uh, here in Jackson, Madison County, um, there's still a big need. So if you feel called or if you you know have an opportunity, definitely come out and partner with the church or with um, with RIFA and uh, some of these other agencies in town and let's uh, help everybody have a good holiday season. So Absolutely. It's so great having you here. Thank you for coming in. Thank you again so much for this opportunity. It's so great to meet you guys. Yes, good to see you. Appreciate Northside Church and all you guys do for not just RIFA, but for all the folks that you guys love on regularly, faithfully. Well, thank you. The Lord will bless you for that. <laughs> thank I always enjoy visiting with Denise. Yeah, so she's a, she's a lot she's a lot of fun to hang out with and Absolutely. visit with. Um, there's a lot of need mm-hmm. in our area. I think sometimes we just we don't see it because you don't want to see it, mm-hmm. and sometimes you see it but you don't maybe don't realize how bad it is. Yeah, and you know the holidays are a great time to to help others, and mm-hmm. I don't know of a better time really to teach our kids about helping others than than this yeah. time of year. So I'm glad she came and shared some really great information with us and you know we will continue our partnership with rifa and there's always an opportunity to serve so let's uh we don't have to wait just for the holidays to do things so no. let's let's get out there i think i think we were asked to do that all the time i think that's somewhere in the bible yeah i think but, that's you know, somewhere in the bible or like <laughs> feed the hungry you know those feed the hungry let women that are pregnant have a baby in your in your house. In your house. <laughs> yeah. So, so Patrick, we are uh, burning quickly into uh, are. Christmas and Our, Christmas Eve. So, we've had a long list, but it's getting shorter. It's it's, it's not a long list anymore. It's kind of a short <laughs> list now. <laughs> so, I guess the first thing this Sunday, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. It it snuck up on us. So we're gonna have three services on Christmas Eve. We're gonna have one morning service at ten o'clock a.m. In Hope Hall, no Sunday school. And then we're going to have two evening candlelight services at 5 o'clock p.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. Seven ought to be a doozer. Yeah. Because you and I both are participating. We're both participating, so, you know, anything could happen. That's right. <laughs> and you got to come see what we're doing to, yeah. to know the good stuff. I've been working on my rendition of uh, Dominic the Donkey. Yes, well. Hee-haw, hee-haw. I'm glad you're doing that. So I'm doing a uh, <laughs> inspirational reading It'll be good. So I wonder if it sound like an audio book when I read it. Only if you get up and say, this presentation is brought to you by <laughs> audiobooks. <laughs> you can get your audiobooks. But yeah, so we're gonna be participating in the in the Christmas Eve services. They're always so awesome and special. And uh, candlelights and mm-hmm. communion and yeah, and all the good stuff. It's just a, a a good service and a good reminder of what Christmas is really about, That's you know. Right. Yeah. Um and then the next Wednesday on the 27th, there will be no Wednesday night activities. 
And I think Monica is going to be in the office on the 27th and 28th. Yes, the church office uh, will be closed on the 26th. Yep. Um, but we'll be back. The office will be back open on the 27th, but there will not be any Wednesday night activities. So if you need to bring any of those last-minute gifts to the mm-hmm. church, um, Monica and a few of the staff are going to be in and out. Um, so it's everybody's kind of trying to run around and see family and stuff, and yeah, and do all the stuff, but. Uh, but there will be somebody here those two days to uh, to be here for you if you need anything. So. And then the next Sunday is New Year's Eve. And we will only have one service that Sunday as well. That'll be 10 o'clock a.m. in the sanctuary. And there will be no Sunday school. So make sure you get that time right. We don't want you showing up too early or too late. So That's right. Yeah, 10 o'clock a.m. And then the church office will be closed on the 1st in observance of New Year's. Mm-hmm. But we should all be back by the 2nd. And then on the 3rd, that Wednesday night, we will still we, there will be no Wednesday night activities on the 3rd either. Yep. But after that, I think we're back to... Uh, full speed ahead. Full speed ahead until... <laughs> well, it's going to be full speed. I mean, it's still going to be full speed. We're just going to be... Is gonna, this is going to be a curvy road for a minute. <laughs> so... I don't know if this is the first time you're hearing this or if I'm even supposed to be the one spilling the beans on this, but January 21st will be the first Sunday that we are not in the sanctuary and everything will happen in Hope Hall. So for renovations, for renovations, for renovations until those are over. Yes. And and we do have uh, some people coming after the first year to talk to us about what those renovations are going to look like. They're part of the design team and da, da, da. So we're looking forward to that. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So. It's exciting. It is exciting. It's an exciting I, time. I, I'm, you know, when they first mentioned it, my eyes kind of like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, it didn't take long. And now yeah. it's like, woohoo, let's get you know, this rolling because it's it, going to be cool. It's all stuff that needs to happen. It you is. Know? It is. Yeah. This needs and to some of it's kind of long overdue. So yeah, this will be good for us. Yeah. It's our Christmas present to ourselves. It is. Early 2024. <laughs> it may be Christmas 2024 before it's all done. No, <laughs> it won't. It won't. Now, it would be if I was in charge of it because, you know, I can, like, change a light bulb and that 30-second event <laughs> turns into a three-hour event. Oh, yeah. Almost always for, mm. for no reason. I couldn't imagine. If I was in charge of a project like this, it would take years, I'm oh, yeah. sure. Most projects, when you get into them, it's like this should only take 10 minutes and then three hours later you're still working on it, you know. So that's a joke at our house. What's dad doing? Oh, it'll only take about 15 minutes. It'll be something will happen. It'll go. It goes bad often. Well, Glenn, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. And that's what's happening at Northside Now.